0: Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me always is Sam Hi Hiya. How are you doing, Sam?
1: I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm just, you know, sweating to death because of how hot it is currently.
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes a nice change.
1: Uh, it's a nice change?
0: Yeah, I think so. It's, I mean, it's been freezing here. We had, like, hailstones last week, so it's... Oh,
1: really? Oh, yeah. No, I just, I don't cope in the heat. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here doing a podcast, obviously not moving at all, and I'm just sweating. It's horrible. Uh-oh. <laughs> <coughs> how are you doing
0: yeah oh i'm good yeah uh, i feel quite the opposite about heat like i'd much rather be too warm than too cold like definitely
1: well you're wrong but okay <laughs> <laughs> right, hey
0: this this is our this is our three days of summer up north so you know sure, you've sure got to sure. take oh, it my last
1: and it falls on a bank holiday as well that's really nice yeah <laughs> nice no, i'm just sick of it i want to i want to move up north so i don't have to deal with it <laughs> what magic have you played this week
0: uh i haven't really played much magic this week um so, I've been playing Arena, as pretty much always at the moment, and mm-hmm. uh, they've just launched Draft on there, so I've done three Drafts so far, which Sweet. have been okay, it's it's interesting, it's very interesting. Um, AI Drafts, right? Sort of, so the Draft portion of the Draft, uh, you are drafting with AI, so you're drafting with bots, which allows you to sort of drop and like sort of close the program and rejoin at any point, which I think is quite interesting, like... So oh, okay. let's so say you're you're,
1: through
0: them, right? yeah. So let's say like you're in the middle of the draft. Something urgent comes up, and, and you've got to do something. You, you can just close the program and jump back in to it next time you open it. As opposed okay, to just cool. have it drop from the draft or whatever. Like that's that's interesting. Um, but I I don't know. I would suspect that the drafting of bots and like that sort of thing is just going to be sticking around for the beta. Um, I can't imagine yeah. they're going to do it for the finished program. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, once you've done your draft, uh, then you are playing against uh, against real people. It's still sort of best of one games rather than a, a best of three. But the way you play it is uh, there are either the f- first to seven wins or first to three losses. So right. you can once you win, once you hit seven wins, mm-hmm. your draft is over. Or once you hit three losses, your draft's over. Okay. So what it,
1: are the are the rewards?
0: Yeah, there are different rewards. So your rewards scale up depending on on how how many wins you get. Um, uh, I think it's like an extra hundred gold sort of per win, then you get gems on top of that as well. So okay. it is fairly easy just to go infinite with draft if you can sort of, draft a decent deck. Sweet. Okay. So yeah, so far I've managed to get three drafts out of the uh, the one uh, five thousand gold entry. Mhm.
1: Uh,
0: so I think yeah, I think I can probably see myself drafting on it in the future uh, when it obviously in the finished product does go live.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: Like if I can draft for free essentially, then I'm always going to do yeah. that really. They surely they'll change that where like. Because they, they still want people to pay for drafts, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, you're, you're not guaranteed to make the the draft entry back, but mm-hmm. if you can build a decent deck and you know you're you're well enough practiced at the format, then I can see it being easier than Magic Online, at least to sort of go infinite with drafts. Essentially,
1: that's sweet. I mean, that's that's good because I'm normally terrible at drafts, so yeah. <laughs> I always have to pay for them. It's really annoying. <laughs>
0: But yeah, it's it's uh, our Devastation draft up there at the moment, which is such a sweet format, so I've been enjoying a couple of those. That's Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but besides that, I've, I've been watching a lot of Magic this week. Right, okay. So I uh, TO'd for a uh, standard, sorry, not a standard, a Dominaria sealed PPTQ yesterday. Sweet. So got to see some really sweet uh, Dominaria limited action.
1: Did anyone get anything ridiculous?
0: Uh... Some a couple of sort of fairly interesting decks in the uh, in the sealed section of the event. Uh we had like cool people and, like Lich's Mastery. I think only one person played it. Oh, come on. But uh, the top eight top eight decks were just stacked. Like yeah. real really, really good. Top eight pool. Um there yeah, somebody had to Fairy, somebody had Con. Uh, someone had like two Icy manipulators, somebody had two Steel Leaf Champions, like
1: <laughs> yeah. uh
0: there was a the, is it Multani as well? The Green Mythic? The
1: Paranormal Secrets Lands. Yeah,
0: yeah. Somebody opened one of those as well. Like That's
1: Trample for some reason.
0: Yeah, and there was like two Slimefoots going around. Like The Draft yeah. Pod was amazing. Really good games. That's really cool. Uh, so yeah, other than that, I've been watching a lot of Vintage this week. And oh yeah? I, yeah, I don't play the format myself. Just, mm-hmm. I just can't afford it. Like, <laughs> simply as that.
1: Like everyone else. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I, the format's quite possibly my favorite at the moment it's it's just really interesting you see a lot of like really interesting plays and lots of cards that you wouldn't necessarily see played anywhere else mm-hmm. uh, i do really like the sort of the high power level uh of cards that get played in that format yeah so i've been watching uh vintage super league from from this week from last week and then i caught up with the end of the first week that i'd had missed as well yeah lots of really interesting things it's nice to see like cards like um uh, like dumping sphere and like Karn and make a bit of a splash in the vintage format.
1: That's yeah, like like I predicted, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> sphere is actually good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dumping sphere is like well, it's I don't know. Like it's it's obviously it's really good in some matchups, but sometimes you will find scenarios where you're playing a Damping sphere, um, but then your Telerian Academy is only tapping for one mana. Like Oh, uh, sure, okay. Yeah, so there's definitely pros and cons to it. But I can't sign a Versa in like a Shop Accro deck, like, seems the real deal.
1: That's actually really good.
0: Yeah. Make a, get it down like turn one, turn two, make a Construct, you've got like a million other artifacts, so you're swinging for like, you know, eight, nine, ten the next turn. That's sweet. Yeah, it's pretty good. That sounds really good. So, how about you? What have you been up to this week as far as magic goes?
1: So, last week I decided to set a precedent where I try our What the Deck
0: out. Yeah, how did that go? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Not well. <laughs> so the um, the mono white Mox Amber deck. Yes. Where you play um, loads of legendary creatures yep. that are quite bad by themselves just to make your Mox Hums work.
0: Yeah, and then you play Mox Amber instead of either Vile because yeah, it's just reasons.
1: Truly, truly awful. I went two three in the league. I mean, you know, it's possible that I'm just really bad at Magic, right? But there were just like games I had I had a round against Affinity where I just got completely destroyed. Yeah. Just, like, got completely run over, because your only interaction is full path to exiles. Like, you have some you have some options in the sideboard, but I just got completely ruined.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Um, uh, I also lost a blue-white control, like, the completely other end of the spectrum. Uh-oh. Just got completely murdered by that, because, like, cause you're playing, like, uh, Ismaru and Kithia, and, like, all these aggressive creatures. Yeah. Uh, you're trying to get them dead, and you get them to, like, seven, and then they just stabilize with a Supreme Verdict, and you just die. Oh, um, no. It's, yeah. I mean, I got to play Smuggler's Gotter, That was pretty
0: sweet. Yeah, cop does a decent card.
1: But I was always just looting away moxanders. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I can imagine. Like, I think yeah. we discussed last week. I just, I just don't think it's a very good card in any format, really.
1: No, I mean, has anyone broken it in standard yet?
0: Not that I've seen, no.
1: No, I've seen like a couple of lists like playing them. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's good. No. Um, and then yeah, I did a did a dominaria draft as well. Cool. How'd that go? Horrible. Oh know. <laughs> oh man I just I, I don't know what happened like I just picked up loads of really good red cards yeah and then picked up some black cards and then I put them in a deck
0: and uh, that was it yeah it was just it was just very very bad mediocre and didn't get there
1: uh, basically yeah, yeah like, uh... I think I'm still figuring out the format I haven't had a sure. lot to draft it properly yeah uh, like I've had one very very good deck that I've drafted and several very very medium decks <laughs> um, uh, obviously yeah because I opened I opened Helm of the Host oh nice that card is bananas
0: yeah definitely
1: that card's really good because the format's just like just slow and grindy enough where you that, that's actually fine yeah you, so you can play like creatures on 1, 2 and 3 hopefully and then just slam that on 4 and then equip it on 5 and yeah. then, like I put it on a judge dredge, dredge sentinel
0: oh sweet yeah
1: like 3 mana 2 on within like the uh, tap 3 regenerate thing yeah so that's just good <laughs> yeah I think so you just get 2 on with haste it's great and, and then eventually you can afford to pay for it and um, yeah, but sweet, but I mean, I didn't do very well, but Helm the Host is really good, so yeah. I mean, but that's, uh, uh, that's yeah, so
0: regardless of how well you did, like, I think the, the format's just really fun to play.
1: Absolutely, I, I've been really, really enjoying it, um, and then other than that, I've been uh, just jamming some Legacy where I can. Sweet,
0: getting ready for that GP?
1: Yeah, I've decided, for whatever reason, that I'm going to do the main event at GP Birmingham. Awesome. And play some Legacy. Sweet. It's going to go, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited. It's been a while since I've actually played some Legacy. Yeah. Um, this will be my actual first GPU in event that I've made it to. Awesome. Because uh, having a job where you have to work Saturdays is uh, <laughs> normally not conducive to playing Magic.
0: Yeah, I don't miss that at all.
1: No, it's, uh, it's pretty rubbish. But yeah, I'm going on the Friday morning um, and I'm going to throw some Punishing Fires in people's faces. Sweet. And I haven't decided yet where I'm going to put Thalia's, Thalia Guard in my main deck to go along with my Punishing Fires. Yeah. To make a really sweet combo deck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, that's what I've been doing. I've been playing a lot, but
0: um, next week I'll have a sweet segment on how I went 0-4 at a GP. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I, th- I think the sort of main topic this week is going to be just a little bit of hype and a little, a little bit of a GP guide for things you can expect at GP Birmingham this coming weekend. But yeah, absolutely. Before we do that, should we get into a cracker pack?
1: Yeah, let's do that, because I'll get too excited if we don't.
0: Awesome. <laughs> so... Once again, we've got a pack of Dominaria here. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got. There we go. Oh no, I've dropped it. You dropped the whole pack? Drop the whole pack, it's gone everywhere. <laughs>
1: don't look at them, don't
0: look at them. No. <laughs> Alright, there we go. I'll edit yeah. that bit out. <laughs> Sweet, okay. Alright, so first up, uh, we have <clears throat> Skirk Prospector. Uh, that oh. is... <laughs> <laughs> Not even going to get a chance to read it out, sure. (laughs) Uh, Read it. One red for a creature, a goblin. It's a 1-1. It has an ability. Sacrifice a goblin. Add red.
1: Yes, and that is why I said no. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: Can't ever see you, World of would first pick this, like, ever. No. Um, I... I think if you open the right sealed deck, it's playable and sealed. Like, if you mm-hmm. open, like, Seed Gun Commander and you've got enough, sort of, decent mono-red cards, and you've got I, some Goblin support, that. then yeah, sure, but very rarely would I ever want to play a Skirk Prospector.
1: Yeah, I'm, like, I'm taking, like, 3-minute two twos like, vanilla over this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool, so after that, uh, we've got Grow from the Ashes. Two okay. and a green for a Sorcery with Kicker 2, so you may pay an additional 2 uh, as you cast this spell. Uh, you search your library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. If the spell was kicked instead, search your library for two basic land cards, put them on the battlefield, then shuffle your library.
1: I like this card, but I would because it's a green round spell.
0: I <laughs> love this card. Like mm-hmm. Every time I cast it, it just feels good. Like
1: Yeah, it is a really good card. I think it's probably better in sealed.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would agree there.
1: Because it's a little bit, a little bit slow. Um, but I mean, if you, if you find the right kind of top end...
0: Yeah, definitely, like, again, like, I can't imagine a scenario where I'm first picking this, but currently it's this over the Scope Prospector any day.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah, this card actually does something.
0: Sweet. Uh, So after that, we've got Rat Colony, that is 1 and a black for a 2-1 rat. Uh, Rat Colony gets plus 1 plus 0 for each of a rat you control. A deck can have any number of cards named Rat Colony.
1: I haven't actually seen anyone play this in a limited format yet, I don't think.
0: No, neither have I, um... I don't know if it's good enough as well like
1: they're X ones like they, they don't get any toughness bump
0: like yeah. like it's still going to die like, to like fungal infection like you're still going to yeah. die to you know you're, you're whatever with one power like
1: yeah and I think like I don't know like there's never been a point where because I mean in um, in Masters 25 yeah there were times where like because you had the like the rareless rats and the sort of um, the number of cards matters yeah uh, and in X-Lan and Rivals of x you had, uh, Legion Conquistador, where, like, having multiples of that was a really good idea. Yeah, totally. And it always felt okay to sort of move in quite late on those, like, especially with Legion Conquistador. Yeah. Um, like, it felt fine like moving in on those, like, half through pack two. Yeah, yeah. You just picked up a few, but with these, like, it feels like you have to go really early, and then your deck is just full of rat colonies, and it just feels bad.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it is. I think it's just a bad Relentless Rats, like... Yeah, Relentless mm-hmm. Rats is, it's one and two black for a two-two, uh, but it gets plus one plus one for each other creature in play named Relentless Rats. Yeah. So yeah, they all buff each other, but they all buff each other's toughness as well as power.
1: Mm-hmm. And there aren't any you know, other rats in the set where like you're instantly going to get an extra bonus for having another right in play, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. So no. one's no. bad. Yep. Stolen growth ashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we've got Rescue. That's one blue for an instant. Return target permanent you control to its owner's hand. Uh, no. No. Yeah, same. Still <laughs> don't like this card at all. Like, and I know I have said uh, in a couple of episodes prior, like, why didn't they just print Unsummon? Like, I know it's technically Strictly Better than Unsummon because it's any permanent, but Unsummon sure. would just feel nicer given I mean, that it's meant to be like, you know, Alpha 2.0 or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, Strictly Better suggests that this card is good.
0: Yeah.
1: I've seen people do things, but they weren't very impressive things.
0: No definitely not first pickable either
1: yeah I
0: don't care for this card cool uh, so after that we have uh, a card which is just as good as rescue that is healing grace
1: oh for god's That's, sake <laughs> one
0: white for an instant That's to prevent the next three damage that would be dealt to any target this turn by a source of your choice you gain three life
1: yep yeah. yep yeah, just pack
0: is bad uh, <laughs> it is isn't it it's just straight up no so far on, on yeah. that as well I think yeah, I don't think it's worth bother discussing that. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit better, this next one. We've got a Gitu Journey Mage. Okay. It's two and a red for a creature. It's a human wizard. It's a 3 2, and it has when Gitu Journey Mage enters the battlefield, if you control another wizard, Gitu Journey Mage deals two damage to each opponent.
1: I like this card.
0: Yeah, same. I think it's fine.
1: It's uh, It doesn't work, like, even if. Um... You know, you're not hard on the Wizard Tribal. Like, a 3-mana three 3-2 three, is fine. Yeah. I don't hate it. Um, but, like, I, I've seen the Wizard deck do, like, um, a lot of nonsense. Yeah, totally. So, I'm, I'm into this. This is... I think this is better than Growth from the Ashes so far.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, just, just the fact that it's it's fine. Like, it's an absolutely fine C-level card by itself. 3-mana three 3-2. Three, uh, but, yeah, just the fact that if you control another Wizard, so if you can get into, you know, any sort of Wizard Tribal theme almost... It mm-hmm. comes in and just shocks your opponent, so it's, it's you know it's an alright bit of value there. It's a nice aggressive card. It is, yeah, I like that card. Uh, so next up we have Sparring Construct. Mm-hmm. So that is one generic mana for a one-one artifact creature construct. Uh, when Sparring Construct dies, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control.
1: Um, also no.
0: Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I I wouldn't pick this over the Journey Mage. Nope. Uh, I don't know how necessarily bad it is so I remember the first time I, I looked at the card I, th- I was straight like no like this is a bad card mm-hmm. but then yeah. I think after playing the format for a bit and sort of seeing how much impact that the whole historic cards matter theme has sure I think it's gone up in my estimations a bit
1: yeah I mean just like a one mana historic trigger for like your cards that care about that is pretty good
0: yeah and then it dies yeah. and makes something a bit bigger like
1: yeah it's fine like, it's fine it's just a trump blocker I guess like yeah it's better than having like a navigator's compass as your historic
0: yeah but anything's better than navigator's compass you need to tell more people that i think that needs
1: like my goal before the end of this format because people keep taking it i'm like yeah i can fix myself like it's just bad
0: yeah just play a mountain or a swamp or whatever you were going to play instead like
1: yeah like this card is only good if you have lich's mastery
0: yeah maybe not even then
1: but then it has then it's ancestral
0: recall yeah i guess so true yeah, uh, true
1: that's what is it's good
0: yeah. that's fine. <laughs> I do like Ancestral Recall exactly and it's like colourless manner as well yeah but no this colour's bad no, <laughs> Wait, as we
1: open Witch's um, Mastery then we wield this I'm not it. Yeah.
0: sure sure uh, speaking of Ancestral Recall uh, up mm-hmm. next we have Divination yeah <laughs> it's uh, two and a blue for Sorcery draw two cards
1: I'm going to take Divination over get Gitu Journey Mage I think so I like this card
0: yeah, I like the card as well. Um, I think I might probably still pick up the Journey Mage. Um, okay. I would imagine that the Divination is probably going to come back on the wheel mm-hmm. if that's the sort of deck I want to go for. Like, if I f- pick, first pick that Wizard and then find myself in trying to build the Wizard deck, then sure, yeah, pick, gonna one pick one of those up on the wheel. But mm-hmm. uh, I do like Divination a lot. I think it is a very good card.
1: Yeah, I, I think this format so far seems like... Conducive to that sort of play, where, like, going slow and just drawing cards is actually fine. You're yeah. not completely dead yeah. by the time you're passing divination, so... Okay, yeah, sure.
0: Sure. cool. Uh, so after that, we've got uh, another one mana spell. It's Demonic Vigor.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: One black for an enchantment aura. Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one. When Enchanted Creature dies, return that card for its owner's hand.
1: I think this is, like, your 23rd card most of the time. Yeah... Probably Something you just sort of jam in because you need a spell.
0: Yeah, or you need... Yeah, I don't know.
1: Because it seems... It's similar to, like, Supernatural Stamina, right? Yeah, sure. Um, from Elm Cat, but this is just... I think mean, it's on board. It's not... You don't get a huge buff either. No. Like, I'm not sure. And like, if you're not putting it on, like, an ETB creature... I'm not sure how good this is.
0: Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I agree with you there. Like, it's... Yeah, I think you're right. Like, if you need something to make up your, your 23, then yeah, sure, I'll play it, but... Yeah, it's not it's not completely embarrassing, I but it's... I can't imagine ever being excited about playing this card. Oh,
1: no, absolutely. I, I pass it all the time without really thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Sweet. Okay,
0: so not that. <laughs> cool. Uh, after that, we have Run Mark. That is okay. one and a red for an instant. Target your tracking creature gets plus three, plus three, and gains trampled until end of turn.
1: Um, no? What's
0: yeah, I? I'm the same there, like, like if, if I'm in some sort of aggressive red deck, then yeah, I'd play it, but I'm absolutely going to get this on the wheel, like... Yeah, there's no you need to take this, like, first. No need to pick it up early, I would assume, yeah.
1: No, no, so, uh, I'd also just, don't think this card's very good.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's definitely no on that one there, then. hmm uh, So we hit our uncommons now. Sweet. First of the uncommons, we've got Shield of the Realm don't know what that does <laughs> uh that is it's an artifact it's equipment so it costs uh, two mana and then if a source would deal damage to a equip creature prevents two of that damage and it has equip one.
1: Oh, okay sure um i know I, I remember this card this card has really nice art
0: it does yeah the art's quite nice um i don't think it's a good card though
1: no i i, <laughs> I agree
0: yeah i think this pack's been pretty pretty weak so far
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been pretty bad so far.
0: So what's your... So you're still on the divination? I think I'm
1: still on divination. Cool. i correct, but yeah. I
0: like casting divinations. Cool. Let's see if our next pick changes that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Elf Him Druid. Okay. One and a green for a creature, Elf Druid. It's a zero two. 2 uh, You can tap it to add green, or tap it to add green-green. Spend this mana only to cast kick spells.
1: I think this is good.
0: I like this card a lot, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this definitely would be my pick at this point
1: yeah definitely I mean that's that feels bad I feel yeah picking this first was pretty bad but I mean it's good it's good like the kicker deck is definitely a
0: thing yeah definitely like you know was, maybe maybe your opponent like the person sat on your right has got like a really sweet sweet rare and they pass you like a alone on the Lonely king so your yeah, you're flying like, start I mean, there like
1: the thing is well, you don't have to be completely in on the kicker with this like yeah uh, a two mana O2 that taps for a green is like perfectly respectable
0: yeah I mean it's what we've had in standard for the past three years isn't it
1: no exactly yeah. yeah like and then um, like you know you just pick up like like a grunt or like um, I mean any of the kickers well, like fight with fire in that kind of deck. Yeah. Like, Just it's just fine Oh, um, like this card
0: yeah same <laughs> ooh I think our next pick changes that though Mm -hmm. Uh, so our last uncommon we've got Tatiova Bethnic Druid yeah okay it's
1: a (laughs) climate
0: yep three uh, green and a blue uh, for a legendary creature Merfolk Druid it's a 3-3 then whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control you gain one life and draw a card
1: yeah this card's bananas
0: yeah I love this card so good absolutely love this card Uh, it's it's just great like especially when you've got things like Grow From The Ashes in the format like absolutely if we can get that on the wheel and then yeah cast that a life drawer card. So sweet. It's just good. Yeah, so Tatiova is definitely the pick so far. Absolutely. See if our rare changes that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, I think our rare changes that. Sure. <laughs> uh, this, pa- oh, this pack's just gone in the conflict, like, taking a 180 <laughs> here. Uh, so our rare, uh, sorry, our mythic even, is yeah. Muldrotha the Gravetide.
1: Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: three black, green, blue for a legendary creature, elemental avatar. It's a six. Six. And then, during each of your turns, you may play up to one permanent card of each permanent type from your graveyard.
1: Uh, yeah, this card is very, very good.
0: Yeah, I think... Oh, man. Yeah, so discussing this... Uh, so just after the, uh, the top 8 draft from the, the PPTQ yesterday like I th- I think I I really love Icy Manipulator in the format and I think there's probably the most only a handful of cards at even the rare or mythic level that I would pick over Icy Manipulator first in a pack sure. and Muldrother is definitely one of those cards yeah yeah I'm absolutely slamming Muldrother here
1: oh it's a shame that because you you want you kind of want Tati over in that deck yeah and you're <laughs> well, not going to wield that card
0: yeah oh you're not passing Muldrother. no
1: so we got from like one of the worst packs ever
0: yeah.
1: to like one of the like one of the best uncommon
0: sweetest high ends yeah
1: just just a nonsense mythic okay sweet sweet nice one cool and awesome you, for the pack well done
0: yeah <laughs> okay. and we'll go for it awesome maybe I'll Sell that to someone online.
1: Yeah, I so it took a commander play. We love that card.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I've already got my foil, so it won't be me.
0: Uh. <laughs> Great, so Cracker Pack done now. Uh, should we move on to a card of the week? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what's your card of the week this week, Sam?
1: <laughs> my card of the week is Aether
0: Ah, and why is that?
1: Because it's way better than Mox Amber. <laughs> That's literally That's... it, like... <laughs> Like I was saying before, like I was playing playing that Mono White deck, yeah. every time I cast a Moxan, I was like, oh, if, man, if this was an Aether vile, this would actually be good. Yeah. Um, it's just that, oh, God, it's just so bad. Because oh. like, um, Aether vile is good because you cast it on turn one. Yeah. And then on turn two, you can cast a two-drop and one-drop. Yeah. And then on turn uh, turn three, you can cast a three-drop and a two-drop. Yeah. And you can like flash things in and like you can get loads of card advantage and you can um, you fudge on mana costs and stuff like that. yeah. Which is what the Mox Amber trying to do? Like, where you're trying to make more mana and cast two spells a turn.
0: Yeah, like cheating mana is one of the best things you can do in Magic.
1: Yeah, but when one of, of those one one of the, when one of those spells is Kithian,
0: <laughs> yeah, it just
1: feels kind of bad.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Whereas one of those when one of those spells is like, you know, you, you cast a Blade Splicer, and then in your opponent's second main phase, you ate a Violin of Flicker Wisp. Yeah and just do some nonsense. That feels good.
0: Yeah, I bet. Obviously, with, with the Mox Amber, you've got to play everything at a sorcery speed.
1: Yeah, you've just got to jam these cards to hope they're good enough, and they're normally not, because they're Itzumaru. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it's a, it's a shame.
1: It's... it's I, maybe it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think my point here is that Mox Amber is not 8th Vile. Yeah, and you would much I, prefer 8th Vile. Which I think everyone knew. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> knew different magic cards. Um... <laughs> Uh, also, I just want to pick up some air because I think air really good.
0: Yeah, sure. It he is uh, a great card. Sweet. And also,
1: it's gone up a lot in price. Yeah,
0: recently. it has. It was, was reprinted fairly recently in uh, Iconic Masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, even then, I feel like that's that's one of those cards that they could just print sort of, again and again forever. And it's always going to retain a decent price.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, it went down to, like, $20 at one point. That's yeah. the printing. And it's back up to, like, 40 Yeah. Sounds yeah, like I'm humans. The deck. one bit yeah
0: Definitely. yeah Humans is a great deck um, like obviously like you see he's playing like Death and Taxes as well like
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah Ava Val's just
1: good yeah um, sweet so my, my card is
0: my card of the week is Ava because it's better than another card <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> what's, what's your card of the week? so my card of the week is a little more interesting I think yeah probably <laughs> so my card of the week is Squee the Immortal I love that guy. Ah, oh, it's, it's great. So, Squeed the Immortal, it's uh, 1 red red for a 2-1 legendary creature, Goblin. And then it has this really cool ability. Uh, you may cast Squeed the Immortal from your graveyard or from exile. You didn't read the most important rules text on the card. It's that the, uh, the flavour text? That is the flavour text. flavour text is, you got to be pretty smart to live long as me, but not being able to die helps. <laughs>
1: That's the, best, that's the most important part of the card.
0: Yeah, Squeeze Grace.
1: So why, why is this your card of the week?
0: So this is my card of the week this week, uh, due to a little bit of, sort of controversy. I kind of want to highlight. Mm-hmm. So there is an interaction with Squee uh, that I think is a it's is a fairly valid interaction and something that will will come up in standard.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's an interaction between a card called Ixalan's Binding. Okay. And Squeeze Immortal job So, Ixalan's Binding. Uh, it's a four mana enchantment, so it's three and a white. Uh, it says, when Ixalan's Binding enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls until Ixalan's Binding leaves the battlefield. Your opponents can't cast spells with the same name as the exiled card. Sure, and how, under the current rules, does that work with Squee? So, under the current rules, you can actually cast Squee the Immortal from underneath Ixalan's Binding. But not from anywhere else? Not from anywhere else, no. So you wouldn't be able to cast one from your hand because you're casting it a new card of the same name as Squee the Immortal, but sure. because you can cast Squee from exile, the one that is exiled by the Exile's binding can be cast uh, with the way the rules work. Sure. So a little bit sort of wordy and sort of complicated here, but I'll go into the, the sort of full rules text here. So if you go to the uh, comprehensive rule 601.2. And the first step of that rule, so 601.2a, uh, the player will propose a spell to cast and move the card to the stack. Mm-hmm. So at that point you are saying, I'm going to cast the squee from, let's uh, by by Land's binding. Yep. And then later in that rule, so step 601.2e, uh, at that point it will check to see if the spell can be legally cast. So by that time the card is a spell on the stack, no longer under X binding exiled. Yep. So you will be able to uh, to cast it like that. It'll be sure,
1: so there's no so the way that Ixlans binding works if it it checks the name of the card under Ixlans Binding. Yep. But because of the order of the the rules, Squee the Immortal has moved from under x Binding onto the stack. Under
0: the stack, yeah. At that point, it yeah. is no longer exiled by x Binding.
1: Yeah, so when x Binding checks to see if you can cast a card named Squee the Immortal, Squee has moved to the stack. Yeah. Sweet. That seems like a very Squee thing to do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can't get rid of him.
0: No. However, this is not the case on both Magic Arena and Magic Online currently
1: that's interesting why yeah
0: so there was a little bit of uh, controversy um a few people were asking uh lee sharp who is the digital product manager for mtg arena and magic online uh, for wizards of the coast uh asking him on twitter about it and uh, his response to that was that talk to the the rules manager about the issue mm-hmm. uh, and that apparently it, it they figured that it was ambiguous under the current rules but the rules intent is that if squee is exiled under x binding squee cannot be cast the rules intent the rules intent so not not the actual rules not thing. the actual rules but okay. <laughs> the supposed intention of the rules sure, I, okay i get that so right. yeah mm-hmm. obviously that sparked a lot of a lot of discussion a lot of debate on uh, sort of facebook pages on twitter on reddit tumblr yeah. any anywhere you have interactions yeah i think that's sort of through everyone because the way the rules work currently like yeah you should be allowed to cast squee Yep. Yeah. like if i was at a at a gp and i, if I ask a judge if i can cast squee from under x-line's binding then like technically the answer like the answer is yes like the rules allow that yeah but then for, you know, the uh, the digital product manager, so somebody official at Wizards the Coast who is involved in sort of the rules process to then say, no, you can't, kind of yeah. feels weird. But not because the rule says you can't, but because the intention of the rule. The intention of the rule. So, yeah, a bit of, it, of an odd one there.
1: That's really strange. Yeah. So are you planning to, like, clarify how it works? I mean, if it works differently on, on the online platforms than it does in actual paper.
0: Yeah, so uh, sort of a few minutes after that, uh, there was a follow-up tweet from that saying that... Uh, uh chatted with uh, Eli Sheffron, who's the uh, the sort of rules manager for the game, mm-hmm. uh, to clarify that the current rules do allow casting Squee from under X-Land's binding, yeah. but a future update is coming to change the rule, uh, and apparently the digital teams, so for Magic Online and Magic Arena, uh, were advised of this. Preemptively, So they implemented the change online before it was coming in, in paper. Right, okay. At least that's what they're sort of sort of saying to, I guess, cover themselves, maybe.
1: Sure, okay. I mean, that's that's interesting.
0: It like, is interesting, yeah.
1: So, if, I mean, if you're going to GP Birmingham this weekend and you're playing Standard, that is an interaction that can come up, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, I suppose if you've been testing online and you've tried to do it... Yeah. Because it makes sense that you can't do it, right? Like, I wouldn't have assumed that you can actually do that.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have assumed either. Like, I I understand where they're coming from when they say the in, you know the intention of the rules. I think it's more the intention of the card. Like the card says, you, you can't know, cast it. You, yeah, Ixlan's Binding says that you can't cast cards with with the same name as the card that's been exiled. Like,
1: which still includes the card that has been exiled, like the physical card that's been
0: yeah, exiled. Yeah, yeah. So I you know I see where they're coming from with that, but the rules themselves don't support that. Like the rules say. Like I mean the way the rules work totally allow you to cast it so
1: yeah but I mean he's a sneaky little goblin He doesn't care about the rules
0: yeah flavour win it's great
1: yeah run away from the from the binding and he'll jump onto the stack
0: yeah mm. so yeah they haven't said exactly when they're changing the rules or what exactly they are changing the rule to but they will be updating that in the future that's a shame but I don't yeah. want Squee to be able to die I think like, that's the point of Squee he can't die yeah exactly he
1: can't change the rules so he
0: can die to excellence binding that's rubbish <laughs> but yeah if you are listening to this and you are going to GP Birmingham and you are playing standard and you are playing Squee then that's <laughs> a lot of
1: caveats to, to yeah, but
0: if you do tick all those boxes then uh, yeah make sure to remember that you can in paper magic uh, cast a Squee from under an Lines binding yeah call a judge yeah um, absolutely
1: but apparently don't call Lee Sharp yeah because <laughs> he will tell you about the intention of
0: the rules <laughs> Sweet. So, speaking of which, should we move on to just talking about the GP? Awesome, yeah, I think so. So I thought we'd just, yeah, sort of hype up the GP a bit, um, talk about GPs in general, and sort of a bit of excitement about things to look forward to for GP Birmingham in particular.
1: I'm so excited. Awesome. So I guess, yeah, it's probably a good place to start. What are you excited about then? Um, I mean, I'm personally excited about the main event. Sweet. So I'm playing Legacy. I don't think it matters if I discuss what, I, what I'm playing. <laughs> so, I mean, like, like, 30 people listen to this podcast? Yeah. And I know some of them personally. So. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to play Punishing Maverick. Sweet. Uh, it's really sweet. I get to play... I'm not playing Death of a because because bayous are expensive. Um, yeah. But I get to play Noble Hierarchs and Birds of Paradise and Greens and Zenith. Night of Red Renegade sweet cards. Um, and I'm just very excited to play some Legacy, because I haven't played any proper, like... Uh, Compro Legacy in over a year
0: cool so you're uh, jumping right into the main event of a GP absolutely like yeah, I, yeah
1: I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it's the best way to do it because like, I, I mean generally what I found is like the legacy community is really nice yeah um, like it tends to be that people who play the older formats like the eternal formats they're really invested in the game they really like the game they just play the game they've normally played the game for a long time yeah and they play because they like it and it's just, just a nice group of people um, not that you know Standard and modern players aren't, but you find standard and modern players tend to be more spiky and more there to sort of just win the game. Yeah. Whereas playing Legacy, I've had more just, like, nice conversations over the other side of the table, and I'm just really excited to just be in a room with, like, thousands of Legacy players. It's going to be really sweet.
0: Yeah, but Yeah, I, I've never played in a Legacy tournament of quite that size as well, so I think that'll be something to look forward to, too. Like...
1: Absolutely. It's just really exciting that Legacy's getting, like, an actual GP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really really cool uh, but I mean outside of that just like just being a GP is just amazing
0: yeah I totally I, I agree I think they're kind of like the closest thing you can get to like a like a magic con really like a magic con convention yeah
1: like people have asked me like some people that um, in my life that don't play magic have, like ask me what I'm doing over the weekend I'm like oh I'm going to uh, this Grand Prix in Birmingham and like well, what? <laughs> what what does that mean it's like like it's basically a convention for, for magic right like yeah totally there's artists there for the cards there's like cool people from like from the world of magic people are in cosplay
0: yeah oh the cosplay i yeah i'm kind of i wish i was going for the uh even the cosplay this time because the did you see yeah. the atlas crafts con costume yes yeah that's going over to birmingham
1: oh man i'm so excited yeah. so i'm definitely gonna get uh, get some pictures with that
0: cause you that's, got to yeah
1: it's massive like how big is it like it's like it's 10 two, foot tall uh, or
0: yeah two meters tall
1: yeah Jeez, it's so cool um
0: yeah, if you haven't seen that, uh, look at Atlas Crafts on Twitter. Um, one of the just one of the coolest cosplays I've ever seen managed to make like a full. This it's kind of like a mech suit, really, like a full con cosplay.
1: Yeah, it's sick and see it, like walking around and like
0: it lights oh, it's up. So- it's like, ew, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, because most of them like um, dress up as like human or human-ish characters, like yeah, elf and stuff like that. So you've got like like Nissa cosplay's gonna be there. Yeah that's uh, so just really cool like she's got a hotly which is really cool but like to see like a two meter cool Khan, just like walking around the GP centre like the GP venue that's going to be really really cool yeah totally just loads of, like the best thing about it is just loads of like loads of nerds who really really like this game and have loads of fun, just take over part of the NEC yeah <laughs> um, for like I mean four days it's Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday um, it's just it's just so nice. It's just nice to be around like you know thousands of other people who are really interested in the same
0: thing that you are. Yeah, I think GPs are probably my favourite Magic event. Like, absolutely, like, full stop. Like, because there's just there is like you say there's so much to do there. Like, you can go and you know do the main events or like do both main events this time being a double GP. Um, mm-hmm. and you could you know if that's your, if that's your jam, like if you want to sit and play sort of fifteen rounds of like high high level competitive magic over the weekend. That's not you normally my jam. Absolutely that. do that. <laughs> like, That's be my oh, jam. Yeah. You can absolutely do that. Or if you and um, your mates just want to play commander, like just yeah. rock a bit of table, play commander, like join a commander side event. Like if you want to play like whatever, like two headed giant, full box Dominaria sealed, like there'll be a side event for that chaos drafts on demand like so many like magic events you can do of like all sorts of types but then yeah, yeah you're quite right you've got like a whole sort of marketplace area where you have loads of vendors are buying and selling cards accessories and anything you could want there uh you got all the cosplayers and the artists like i think for birmingham especially this time the art the artist lineup is incredible
1: yeah, the artist lineup's, like, absurd.
0: yeah. i'm just gonna run through <laughs> the, the names you've got john avon
1: Possibly the biggest names in magic art.
0: Totally, you've got uh, Vulcan Barger mm-hmm. uh, You've got uh, Philip uh, Philip Berberan. Uh, yeah, most notably did uh, some of the masterpiece cards and uh, Goblin Guide reprint from Modern Masters 2017. I think
1: he did um,
0: Deathness Raptor as well. oh yeah, yeah, I did That's
1: Yeah, it's a card, a card. I know him for.
0: Uh, Deathless Raptor, Foul Renewal, uh, Goblin <laughs> Trenches, uh, Regal Caracal as well. As a more recent one there.
1: Yeah, like, it's just a really nice style. Uh,
0: and, yeah, you've got Dan Fraser as well, who's <laughs> yeah. notorious for doing the moxin, like.
1: Yeah, like, and, and Berserk, like, all of
0: these, like, old-school cards. Yeah. Just nuts. <laughs> uh, you've got uh, Thomas J- Jedrzejczyk, apologies for pronouncing that wrong, who yeah. did uh, die navigate an Inquisition of Kozlek, most notably.
1: Yeah, I, uh, he was at, um, I want to say, London? Yeah. Um, and I tracked to him for a bit, got an altar off him oh sweet he's a really nice guy what he also had my like, Primal Druid oh <gasps> nice cool really bad card from uh Moon yeah <laughs> it's really sweet like this is the thing with the arts as well that like you can just sit and have a chat to them uh, yeah
0: totally really
1: nice people anyway on with the list <laughs> yeah
0: we've got uh, Jeff Labenstein, who yeah Recurring Nightmare and like Show and Tell to name you know the two sort of most iconic ones I think
1: Recurring Nightmare is possibly one of my favourite magic arts of all time
0: yeah the um, art sweet. like Show and Tell the original Show and Tell art is so good it's well. awesome uh, yeah, and then you've got Mark Poole. Like, oh yeah, just casually Mark Pool. Yeah, from ancestral recall fame, and obviously yeah. Birds of Paradise. I'm
1: gonna go get my revised Birds of, Birds of Paradise signed.
0: Nice, cool. Uh, RK Post, who tends to be at most GPS, but is just like yeah. sweet, like really, really cool guy. Um, really sort of friendly, and he will like as you were saying, one of the artists that will just take time out just to chat with you. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, he's possibly the one of the hardest working. Magic
0: absolutely, yeah.
1: Like I said, he just like tours the GPS. He does loads of orders. He does loads of tokens. His tokens are amazing. Yeah,
0: his tokens are really, really cool.
1: Like if you can go and get some, like some. He does. So, He's sends so
0: many tokens. Like, yeah, his, uh, his, uh, David Bowie goblin tokens are pretty good.
1: Yeah, I've got um, uh, Totoro voice research elemental tokens. Oh, nice! <laughs> <And> it's just <laughs> Totoro putting like a massive grimace. Really
0: That's sweet. really cool. <coughs> uh, then after that we've got uh, Chris Rollis who has done uh, quite a few sort of recent cards. We've got uh, Captain Lannery Storm, uh, Battle at the Bridge, uh, Fateful Showdown, uh, Dragon that's Whisperer, it. which was I loved the art on that one. Yeah. Uh, also did the art for Liliana Death's Majesty, uh, oh, Kaya really cool. Ghost Assassin, uh, and Nyssa Genesis Mage. So a few oh, Planeswalkers nice. and the to Teferi as well, Teferi Hero of Dominaria.
1: Ooh, so you can go and get your Chase Mythic signed. Yeah there'll be a, uh, a lot of people playing Teferi, I imagine, and
0: stuff. Yeah, I can imagine, definitely. Seen a lot of play at awesome. the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we have one of my favourite magic artists of all time, I think, like, yep. Mark Tadden. Mark Taden is incredible.
1: He's unbelievable. Yeah,
0: like, so, obviously, he's most famous probably for, like, Sol Ring, like, uh-huh. is the one that comes to most people's minds, or the card that most people have played with. Uh, like, did, like, Mana Drain, uh, and then, like, Brain Geyser, loads of, like, really cool old art, like, the original City of Brass... Chaos mm-hmm. Orb uh, Chaos Confetti which was the, yeah. the one from Unglued yeah. oh man I might have to send you down a Chaos Confetti to get uh, to get signed for me
1: oh absolutely like uh, I'm going to be because I uh, I think Mark, Mark Tieden was also at GP London I want to say
0: possibly yeah yeah
1: um, I I still had a chat with him for about uh, 10 or so minutes because um, his art style is just it's, I mean it's so unique you look at a card and you're like that's definitely Mark Tieden right yeah oh absolutely because there's a lot to be said about current magic art and it's, like it's all sort of homogenised and they've got not only that's necessarily a bad thing, but like, yeah. they've certainly got um, a way they want their game to look. Yeah, totally. But people like Ark Post and Mark like, you can so tell their, their styles and like.
0: Yeah, oh, one of artist, you you look at something and you can, see, you can tell just from the colours alone that it's it's one of their pieces. Like,
1: yeah, it's awesome.
0: Uh, obviously, um, Mark did the uh, Stone. Yeah, and that sort of colour palette is something that's seen sort of quite a lot uh, in their sort of more modern work. Did yeah, some, like the Eldrazi spawn tokens, like Dreamcatcher from like Kamigawa, and Eater yeah. of Days, and really, and just just really interesting colors.
1: Like because like, you can see like the sort of influence of sort of Eldrazi style things in his previous works.
0: Yeah,
1: where like where things have like tendrils, like even stuff like Mana Drain, where it's got like the sort of like you can just sort of see it.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And like that's really been taken on, especially with like because I don't, I don't think he had any cards in Eldritch Moon. Um,
0: not that I'm aware
1: of, of no. The whole set just sort of seemed not inspired by him, but they really took like on the sort of emerald that he designed. Yeah, and um, and pushed that. And his art's just really lovely. And he's a really nice guy. I bought a Fertile, fertile ground print of him. Oh, nice. Um, from Lorwyn, which is like one of just a really really nice piece of artwork. It's just yeah, loads of gourds and pumpkins. Cool. And I was talking to him about it. It was like, oh, you want that one? It's like that's the nice one. You know, they know Wizards of the Coast normally want me to draw like horrible monsters and stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah you, I won the pumpkins it's really nice <laughs>
0: oh, I'm just like just looking at the list of, card he's, of cards he's done now like it's just some amazing artwork Like when, I mean, like Temple Bell from like Commander from like last year yeah it's really, just, really like, nice like the Antiquities so, War from Dominaria
1: oh the Antiquities War like because that's the first card he's done in a while I think
0: yeah well, outside of the, the one from Commander um Oh, did, he did Grim, Grim- Trigger, did Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grim did like, Chisholm Jinn, did like, oh, Chisholm Jinn, oh man. Yeah, Memory Lapse, Mana oh, Vault, perfect. like, <laughs> Leviathan, Mana man. Crypt, Time Vault, Time Twister, Win- like the original Winter Orb with the Polar Bear, like.
1: Yeah, I love that uh,
0: Yeah, Nev's Disc as well, like. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm just trying to find this, uh,
1: <laughs> Necropotence and Necro Impotence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to have to send a bunch
0: of cards down to get signed, I think. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah I've got so many to get Uh signed I already, I've already got my soul ring signed by him
0: yeah
1: I've got a couple of those soul rings yeah that temple belt that art's been there since I want to say commander 13 okay cool so um, what's the card he's done recently oh, uh, yeah, Antiquidus War yeah 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 that's his first in like a long time I think sweet which is really cool it's yeah.
0: really nice uh, yeah I just love his art it's great last but not least uh, we also have Anthony S. Waters there as well yeah, Most famously of Gorilla Shaman and Windswept yeah. Teeth fame.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go get my onslaught Windswept Teeth signed. Nice. nice. Uh, I need to pick up a fourth actually, but that shouldn't be too hard. I've only got three at the moment. Um, his art's really cool as well. Like yeah. like like really stylized. I think that's what I really like.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think Knowledge Vault's probably my favorite art there uh, that he's done. Yeah.
1: Better than flock of rabid sheep. <laughs>
0: like a rabid sheep yeah yeah unglued yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm actually gonna have to send you down a bunch of like uncards to get signed aren't I
1: yeah absolutely oh man just like and then because he's, he's done that card which is like you know really stupid and just like so like lattice, like which just really nice yeah site really nice it's like some of his some of his lands are my favourite like basic lands some of my favourite lands yeah like the Ravnica plains and island
0: yeah yeah the Ravnica it's, island's really nice
1: it's so nice um but yeah, you can go and speak to loads of artists and get really excited
0: about it like uh, like we do Yeah, we are right now. Yeah. So cool. Just I think the for me, like the, yeah. the art yeah, I think for me like the art is one of the one of the sort of things that draws me into the game really. Like I've come to appreciate art so much more since mm-hmm. I started playing Magic than I ever did before.
1: Definitely. It's so sweet. But I mean yeah, there's just so much you can do at a GP. I mean you I because I've been I've been to GPs before, like um this is the first time I'm doing a main event, like I said, but um you, there's so many things you, I've, I've been to GPs before where I haven't played a single magic a single game of magic for an entire day
0: yeah and I still had a great time yeah absolutely
1: like you said you, you go around to all the traders and you can pick up cards you want or sell your cards in yeah um, go and speak to the artists like just hang out with people and there's loads of really cool people around like I know there's a lot of lot of cool people just going to be there outside of the artists um, just like just meeting people hanging out with people that you know um, just in a nice environment where everyone's talking about magic
0: yeah totally like, I think it is like the best thing you're out to would be like a you know like, like a convention really mm-hmm.
1: yeah, absolutely it's uh, I'm just really excited
0: yeah uh, just... I, kind of, I wish I was going but I, yeah, man, yeah, I can't make it this weekend unfortunately I'll do
1: a vlog and you can live vicariously like through me yeah <laughs> awesome <laughs> it's uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great weekend. Um, yeah, a bit. I'm really excited.
0: Cool. Yeah, man. Sweet. So, with all of the sort of GP hype out of the way, should we get on with our what the deck for this week?
1: Yeah, I know you've had you've got one that you wanted to speak about for quite a while.
0: Yeah, I have. Um, again, it sort of goes back into all this sort of vintage I've been watching recently. Uh-huh. So it was in the week one of the Vintage Super League uh, this time around just sure. one of the most interesting decks or at least one of the most me decks like I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, for Team Channel Fireball uh, Matt Nass is bringing a channel com is the name of the uh, of the deck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> uh, I
0: also love that they, they, they bought the domain name for dot as well. They set up a redirect to just a, a YouTube video of somebody playing ya- uh, Yakni Saks. <laughs> <laughs> Right, one sec, I absolutely need to go on this right now. Yeah. Channel dot com, all one word. Channel dot com. This would better be good. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, how great is that? Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, the deck. They um, Yeah, it's just, it's one of the most interesting and bizarre combo decks that I've ever seen, like, ever. And I just think it's really cool. Sure. So I'll run through the deck list. Uh, we've got uh, main board. We've got uh, one ancestral recall, starting off strong. <laughs> yep, that's uh, a good yep. One brainstorm, mm-hmm. four force of will, one mystical tutor. Yep, four package of negation, mm-hmm. one vampiric tutor, uh, one Gataxian probe, one channel, one demonic tutor, one fireball, one imperial seal, four personal tutor, one ponder, three preordain, one time walk, one tinker one Yor- Yorgmorph's Will, one Black Lotus, four Lich's Mirror, one Lotus Petal, one Memory Jar, one Mox Emerald, one Mox Jet, one Mox Sapphire, four Planar Bridge, one Sensei's Divining Top, uh, and then the lands, we've got one Bayou, four Misty Rainforest, four Polluted Delta, three Tropical Island, one Underground Sea, four Verdant Catacombs, and the sideboard, which have got three Hercule's Recall, two Ancient Tomb, one Forest, one Island, 2 Defense Grid, 3 Fluster of Storm, and 1 Void Snare. Okay. So it's like it's almost like a bit of a strange singleton deck. I mean, uh,
1: that's, that's the nature of vintage, right?
0: Yeah. So the way the deck works is fairly simple, surprisingly. Uh, so you want to stick a Lich's Mirror into play, uh, okay. which is a 5-mana artifact, which says, if you would lose the game, instead, shuffle your hand, your graveyard, and all permanents you own into your library, then draw 7 cards, and your life total becomes 20
1: restart the game
0: no you don't you don't restart the game yeah, yeah sure was I mean, just like, the key the key to it so yeah so it's essentially you restart the game but you don't actually restart the game yeah I mean so, from,
1: like, like, from your point of view you've, you've shuffled everything up and yeah. gone back to the beginning
0: so yeah you stick a Litter's Mirror into play and then cast a channel and then float coalesce mana until you die and the mirror replaces the event with you reshuffling going back to 20 and then drawing 7 cards yep uh, which is obviously the key part um, because the game doesn't actually restart, yep. you've still got the effects of that channel in play. Yeah. So once you've passed the first iteration of this, uh, the deck can then abuse Planar Bridge, which is a six mana artifact. Uh, which you pay eight and tap it to search your library for a permanent, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can use, use that with a second mirror by activating the bridge and then activating channel to kill yourself with bridge <laughs> activation still on the stack. so that ensures you can just continue the loop sort of pretty much infinitely. Yep. Uh, and then the payoff. For that is, you flow up mana, you're you, 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 you looping that and looping that and looping that, building up your mana, building up your mana, running through your deck uh, until you draw a fireball and then you just hit for a lethal fireball. <laughs> and then, so you, you've got like your Pact of negation and force of will in hand to sort of protect yourself from any shenanigans your opponent might have.
1: Sure, I mean, my favourite bit about this is that,
0: um, why aren't they just playing Banefire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so obviously, the, the reasoning for that is because they're team channel fireball so obviously they (laughs) had to play channel fireball (laughs) but yeah absolutely if if you if you were to play this deck like you you should just play bane fire or even like walking ballista like
1: yeah like because bane fire can't be counted as fireball but you mean you can't be they can't be called channel fireball and not play the literal
0: channel fireball exactly yeah like they're not channel bane fire like
1: that's that's a deck. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's really silly. Like really, really silly. Uh, You've through a lot of hoops to actually just win the game. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah. uh, During the Vintage Super League, like they, they were all just defeated before they even got to that. Uh, and yeah, sadly, Channel Fireball were beaten quite badly. Uh, okay. Were they playing other bad decks? other but like sure. solid, solid Vintage decks, and then yeah, Matt Nath's just rocking the uh, Channel lich's Mirror.
1: <laughs>
0: Channel Liches Mirror dot com. Yeah that's really sweet so I mean I don't know if we'll be able to test this one out like obviously we, um, d- we did last week like I might see if I can just rent this for Mana Traders and I mean send me the send me the link and yeah. I'll see
1: how much it costs because <laughs> vintage decks oh you have to upgrade your plan on Mana Traders to rent vintage cards
0: yeah yeah like I've, I've been thinking about doing it anyway just to play some vintage because I sure. really want to play the format but like I, I can't afford a 20 grand deck like you know
1: Oh, man okay um, I mean I want to play this deck yeah definitely won't win any games <laughs> I, I guess there are those games know. where you just draw the channel on the fireball right and it's actually respectable yeah totally sweet okay but still yeah that's <laughs> it
0: like I don't think, it's a, I don't think it's, it's a bad deck at all like I think it's just it's a very silly deck that takes a lot to get the kill like and absolutely you should be playing bane fire instead of <laughs> instead of fireball <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean like the thing, the thing is with this deck is just like it's just a sort of a stock vintage deck you just play all the restricted cards yeah play so one of all the restricted cards and then play some good cards like Pre-O-Dane. yeah and <laughs> just jam in whatever nonsense you want and it's probably fine
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely like the thing i've found from sort of watching as much vintage as i have over the past week like uh most decks just seem to play like the sort of core 15 cards that are exactly the same and then yep yeah. Anything else in the deck could just be like literally anything. Yeah. Unless you're playing a shops deck, in which case it's like just whatever artifacts you can play. Yeah,
1: it should probably just be artifacts
0: yeah and can't sign up over. Yeah. Turns out it's pretty good in vintage. Yeah, I mean to
1: be fair, I've seen like a lot of decks where like I mean, Gideon and Love's end card is good in, good in vintage if you're casting it on turn one.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J spring's prodigy is a bit of a vintage all star as well, like mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign up for the the Mono top tier and see if I can like, get this together. Try yeah, it out over this weekend. Cut. You know, I'm not going to the GP, so I may as well splash out a bit, <laughs> <laughs> save the money that I would have spent there, treat myself to some vintage fun.
1: Yeah, some like total nonsense.
0: Awesome. Seems great. So, is there is there anything else sort of in particular that you're looking forward to uh, with the GP this weekend?
1: I'm just excited to be, be playing magical weekend.
0: Awesome it's
1: uh, where, where I get to do it these days um, awesome so I'm just going to make the most of it
0: and how will people find you if anybody listening is going to the GP and they want to come say hi
1: how will they find me yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be the, the person crying <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know I don't know how to find me actually that's a good question Yeah, I look like everyone else I'm just a normal <laughs> person. Like, I'll probably be wearing a white t-shirt and some shorts cool Oh, I'll wear a pink cap. There you go. There we go. <laughs> okay. I'll put my pink cap on, and if you actually want to come and speak to me, that'd be really sweet. But um, yeah, or I'll be outside smoking a cigarette. <laughs> That's normally what I'm doing. I'm either playing Magic or outside smoking
0: a cigarette. <laughs> but, I mean, absolutely, feel free to come and come and say hi if you want to. Um, that'd be really really cool. Cool. Yeah, like I said I. I won't beat the GP myself, um, but I will definitely be in Liverpool uh, later on this year. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna team up for that and play some modern. Uh, yeah, we'll need we'll to
1: find someone else to be on our team. But, yeah. Uh,
0: we're very standard. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I will also be at nationals, uh, and that mm-hmm. is on the 18th of August, and that's at Watford Coliseum in Watford. Sweet. So that is uh, it's double format for that again. So we've got standard and draft. So it'll be like three rounds of standard, uh, then three rounds of draft, and then we'll probably draft the deck for day two and then do three rounds of draft in the morning and then three rounds of standard again oh, there's so much different magic
1: yeah it's
0: really good format though like oh yeah
1: absolutely uh, but, i mean was it's just a lot of planning you have to put
0: into that oh yeah absolutely i
1: just want to
0: grab a deck and go i think it's oh. going to be uh it should be core 2019 for that as well oh wow okay yeah be and speaking of core 2019 that's yeah one last thing before we go mm-hmm. Uh i guess this is my in-step story, really. Uh, yeah. There have been a few cards potentially leaked from Core 2019.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're not we're not exactly sure about them yet. No. They're not
0: officially spoiled, but... No, they haven't been officially spoiled or confirmed by anybody who works with the Coast, but I think we've seen 17 or 18 cards. 18 cards, mm-hmm. I think. Um, apparently appeared in some Dominaria packs that somebody's opened. Someone's made a mistake? Again. Yeah. <laughs> and, like they look like, they look legit.
1: Yeah, absolutely, they look like actual like, magic cards, all, the, all the, the new templating and everything.
0: Yeah, so they're all commons at the moment, uh, you can you, know, you can find them online, Twitter and Reddit. And uh, cool. yeah, So yeah, there have been 18 cards spoiled so far, uh, they are Daybreak Chaplain, Dwarven Priest, Dwindle, Goblin Instigator, Hostile Minotaur, Knight's Pledge, Lockstone Linebreaker, Ogre, Scholar of Stars, uh, Act of Treason, Anticipate, which I'm quite excited about it. Yeah. Uh, cancel, Disperse, Inspired Charge Mighty Leap, Omen Speaker Tormenting Voice, another good one and Sure Strike
1: So sort of half, what we've seen so far is half reprints, half new cards
0: Yeah, totally um, which I guess was the, the sort of intention of the, uh, of the core sets going forward, they've said that uh, they are going to have 50% new cards 50% reprints mm-hmm. so I, I think that's something we definitely want to talk about in an upcoming episode like what cards we would like to see reprinted in a mm-hmm. in a core set yeah that, definitely
1: I mean like these are these are some good hits
0: yeah definitely I think like it's 18 comments from the set I'm I'm fairly happy with what we're seeing so far like
1: yeah absolutely
0: there's goblins there's dwarves which is cool Like,
1: yeah they've actually made the dwarf look like a
0: dwarf <laughs> yeah uh, we've got like there's a human artificer so maybe there'll be like an artifact sub theme uh, yeah like, a human wizard an omen speaker so and they printed
1: Mighty Leap for the 50,000th time Yeah, Mighty Leap's back I mean, oh god, I'm sick of this being the combat trick of
0: choice <laughs> In limited formats <laughs> Sure
1: But, you know, that's just my little right
0: Yeah It I looks like...
1: exciting, if these are real, I'm, I'm very excited about it
0: Yeah, definitely So yeah, obviously that's going to be the, the draft format for Nationals That's something to look forward to
1: I want to open some government instigators Yeah I thought it was great Do you know if you're going to be at Nationals yet? Um, I'll probably make an appearance for at least one of the days. Awesome, cool. I'm not sure if I'll actually be doing the event though. Yeah, it's you know like normal. I have uh, I have an adult life to lead.
0: Uh, fair enough. Unfortunately, but
1: yeah. um, I'll, I'll probably be there for at least one of the days.
0: Awesome, cool. So yeah, outside of uh, the sort of in real life events, you can find us saying find us on mm-hmm. Twitter. So we're uh, at hofdcast on Twitter, mm-hmm. or I'm uh, at Oaf, That's over with an F.
1: And I am uh, Snail sixty nine A. <laughs> Every again, time.
0: Yeah. If you want to find us on Facebook, we are also at Facebook.com slash hfdcast, mm-hmm. And just hfdcast at gmail dot com as well if you did want to drop us an email about anything that you've heard in any of the shows or any questions you want to ask or yeah, just you know, get in touch.
1: It's nice to hear. For like, we've had some feedback from people. It's just just nice to hear
0: people. Yeah, it is definitely. It's nice to. It's nice, nice to hear that people enjoy listening. But also, it would be really cool just to get some constructive criticism, some constructive feedback. Oh yeah, like, if you
1: think this is like the worst magic podcast has ever existed, like feel free to tell us. We'll
0: we'll make some changes. Yeah, absolutely. Or like anything that you kind of you'd want to see talking about in a future episode. Uh, yeah. You know, at some point maybe we'll. You know, if we get some questions, and we'll do like a mailbag episode, answering questions and stuff that people have. Like. Mm-hmm. We're probably not the highest authority on like some topics, but I'm always no, willing to talk about anything. <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, we just talk about things we want to talk about. Um, <laughs> that's maybe that's not interesting for everyone else, but <laughs> until we get to odd stop
0: <laughs> sure, fair enough. We
1: we'll
0: keep doing it. Uh, so with that, I think uh, at the time once again, these we are approaching the second hour. Uh, the god has returned, so we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation.